All right, welcome back to the Burl Sound Podcast, recording live here at the UUIN Collective. I am your host with the most DJs are, aka Big Turk, aka Zar Guru, aka Young Pad Thai. And uh, yo, first and foremost, I'd like to say a big thank you for y'all for tuning in. This is my first and ironically my last episode of the year because I didn't do a whole episode in 2021. You know what I'm saying? Took a hiatus, lost some weight, got sexy, you know what I'm saying? But I'm back. And yo, Wow. My first guest back is is honestly the best guest I could have asked for. I'm actually honored to have my first guest with me. One of Toronto's biggest upcoming talents. She's got lyrics. Ooh. She's got flows. Ew. Vocals. Yeah. Dancing. Yeah. Modeling. Ooh. Stage presence. Ah. Inspiration. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mother Cass. Hello. What's up? I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here. You know what I'm saying? good friends i'm glad you came through i know you, you're a busy girl holiday season what is what holiday is a, what does a mother cast christmas look like you know what i'm saying like what do y'all do <clears throat> well i need starbucks mm. for first and foremost start today with some starbucks some holiday season starbucks okay okay you no know bug. three shots of espresso in there mm. and that's then... intense <laughs> that's a lot of caffeine <laughs> whoa wait Three shots like of two, like two to You're three. You, you, you no, seriously. Venti. Venti. Yeah, shots. sometimes, sometimes. That's impressive. Still, specifically for holidays. Well, but yeah. Cass has incredible caffeine tolerance. That I is can't. Intense. That's bad. That's actually so bad. But I gotta do what I gotta do hey, man, yo, to survive. Energy. One, a regular coffee is not doing it for the holidays. That's for sure. Oh, okay, okay. So you start with the with a tr- with three shots of espresso and a beverage. <laughs> Okay, start with two, and then I'll get another one like later in the day. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> so in total, like five for the whole day. Five for the whole day. All right. And then how do you sleep? Like, what, do you it, sleep? No, it wears off. It actually wears off. But I, I try not to drink caffeine like okay. after six thirty. That's that's a pretty good life lesson. Yeah. Okay. Not after six thirty. Yeah, because so, then it'll wear off, and then I can sleep. When you drink like a regular coffee, are you like, yo, what is this week? Like, yeah, no, it's juice. It's <laughs> that's oh, juice. Geez. That's just like, no, that's mm-hmm. like if someone's being nice and offering me coffee, I won't get a latte. But mm-hmm. like, okay, <laughs> I okay. need, I need that espresso in my life to do all the things that I do. Yo, shout out espresso. You know what I'm saying? Espresso is definitely game changing. I used to work at Starbucks. I definitely been on and off caffeine, but yo, when you get into like, I seen people who, who, at Starbucks who would have like. Like three ventis a day, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's crazy. That's like intense, but. Before I drank um, espresso, I used to get like triple triples from like Tim Hortons. Jeez, that's like a nice treat though. That's so, no, I had it every day. Like I used to work like a corporate job. Oh, okay. So like I was in the office and Tim Hortons mm-hmm. was at the bottom floor. So I used to buy like at least three triple triples a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some bad sugar. But yo, those corporate jobs, like that coffee symbolizes more than coffee. It's like a break. It's freedom. <laughs> you need that coffee I'm like, when you work those jobs. I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna go get some coffee, and everyone understands. It's no acceptable. It's like, acceptable. It's like, oh, he's oh, he just went to get a coffee. You can even like, yo, anyone want a coffee? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a part of corporate culture. Oh my god. Um. So yo, man. Um, you know, we've obviously worked together in the musical sense. Like, I've recorded some of your tracks. Yes. And we have a next engineer. He's actually pretty good. So, you know, shout out to him. What's his name? Dubs and Dubs. Malberry. Yeah. The, the mixes are clean still. I can't lie. Yep. Um, so, when, at what point does Mother Cass start taking music seriously in your life? And, like, when did that, like, journey begin? And how did that journey look? 
especially at the beginning. Well, a lot of people don't know, but like I've always been like musically inclined, like mm. since I was a kid. Um, but I really started taking my music seriously and pushing it and releasing stuff two years ago. Okay. Um, wow, only two years? Only two years I ago, yeah. No, only two years ago. Okay. Um, but I've been in the industry because, you know, my team, Foreign Wave, Dubs, um, me and Dubs actually. If it wasn't for Dubs, I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't even be making music because we started out together from like the 10th grade. We used to record in his basement in his house in Malvern. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were shit. <laughs> we sucked. We we were still like, you know, on the come up. But like yeah. he was the one who like created my sound and like oh, okay. helped me find my sound. And like, you know, from then, like 10 years ago, I just I always wrote music and kind of recorded on my own thing. But I never thought to like release music and like take it seriously. I think too, mm -hmm. I just wasn't ready. Like, I feel like you definitely have to build your confidence and your craft before you really like put your all you into it. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, and it's just like I just wasn't like one hundred percent dedicated to it mm -hmm. ten years ago versus now, like two years ago, you know, I like hit rock bottom mm -hmm. like to the point where like, you know, um I had my two kids. I tried to honestly, you know, use it more as like a therapy thing. Mm -hmm. So like I did have my own equipment when I just had my daughter. Yeah. Um, I have two kids. If nobody knew that. But Nathan Zena, right? Yep. Shout out and my Zena. dog, that's counts as the third baby. <laughs> but um That dog's a beast, first of all. He is he's a big ass baby. But you know, like when I had my daughter, it was more so just for my own therapy and like my own healing. Like I would mm. just write and record literally to escape like all the issues and like depression I was dealing with back then, mm -hmm. which was like, you know, six years ago. So was that always a thing? Like even in childhood, like if you were going through things, you'd kind of go towards music? Like, yeah, was that I used to, thing? yeah, I was writing music since probably I would say the seventh grade, seventh, eighth grade, I would just write down in like my journal mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Even mm -hmm. if I didn't have like a beat or anything, I would literally just write. I like before, you know, technology was crazy and like you have iPhones and yeah. notes and stuff like that. Like I had like endless amount of journals and notebooks and I was, I just always wrote and kept writing. So like a lot of my songs that I have now mm -hmm. are actually from stuff that I've written over like eight years ago what yeah so it's the like same lyrics? some of them and i've tweaked them but for the most part like the concept and like the 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 draft of it has mm -hmm. been stuff from like stuff i've written like years ago and then i do have new stuff that i've written and like made on the spot in the studio but mm -hmm. i really started to push myself when i hit rock bottom and i was like you know like as much as I don't have a choice, like I have to work and feed my kids and put a roof over their head. Like, you know, I was just like, I think it mainly hit me when the pandemic started was to really like put the gas on the pedal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like I was, like, yeah, yeah, like I was pushing it before the pandemic, but when the pandemic hit, it was just like, all right, so if we die from this unknown thing, yeah. <laughs> I can't say I didn't do what I loved, you know? So like yeah, before yeah. lockdown happened, I was putting the work in and hired a choreographer, shout out David, hired my mm -hmm. two backup dancers. And I was like pushing to perform into small venues and doing shows and then mm -hmm. releasing music. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you did. I remember you kind of like had that momentum going into the pandemic. And I actually think even during the pandemic, you were able to kind of stay musically relevant. Like what are some tips you give artists? Like how do you adapt to being an artist post pandemic? I would definitely say like learning during the pandemic, like if the pandemic never happened, um, definitely it's just being active. Like Mm -hmm. to be honest, it's crazy to say, but it's like social media is like your new resume when it comes to being an artist. Like you have to be active on social media. You have to be very consistent when it Mm -hmm. comes to like, you know, certain trendy, yeah, reels, TikToks, or even just posting consistently, you know, Mm -hmm. reaching out to other brands, doing partnerships, stuff like that. Like, that's what really gets you out there and consistent because everything's literally online right now. Like, clubs and stuff are opening up, but everything is, like, online. It's, like, adjusted to, it'll always be online now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, when, when you have people email you or labels or executives or other studios the first thing they're gonna look at is your social media they're gonna look at your instagram they're gonna yeah, look yeah, at yeah. your spotify or your itunes like literally yeah. that is the first thing they're gonna look at you know so it's like you kind of have to really create and like be solid on your image and how you want to like portray yourself as an artist mm-hmm. that's true and it it, it is kind of Sad to say, because, you know, before it's like, you know, labels could find a talent and bring them up. But now it's like you're kind of expected to already have uh, your marketing, yeah. have your fans, have your brand, everything. Yeah. And then they'll kind of push you out. How did you how do you like expand your fan base past people, you know, like to me, that's something I've always like struggled with. It's like, you know, you have your local people. Sometimes random people will see your stuff. But how do you kind of capitalize on those opportunities and turn those people into fans and supporters? Honestly, well, shout out first of all to like my good friends who've always supported my stuff. Mm, And like, you know, mm, whenever they go mm, out, mm, like, you know, playing stuff on their mixes or mm. like even just going out to parties and like, you know, word of mouth. Throw it back. (laughs) (laughs) But for sure, like I said, it's connecting. Like, you really have to be active on social media. Like, because at the end of the day, like, you know, like for example, my Instagram and my Facebook is open. It's an open profile. So really anyone Even can reach. Facebook, eh? Yeah, like every, anyone can reach out to me. And I've had, you know, um, I do have friends across the border in the States. And, you know, they've they've even came and drove down to Toronto from New York and like showed love, like mm. came to my shows before the pandemic happened. And like, you know, this really keeping in touch with other people outside of your city, I think is huge. And just mm. really putting yourself out there and like, just being relatable, I think, yeah. is is the main thing. Like, I feel like a lot of people, you know, on social media, they don't like showing the real side to their life. They just kind of show the, cool the good stuff, stuff yeah. and, like, the good selfies. They don't 100%. show, like, vulnerability. And I think that's what, like, naturally drew other people towards me and out of my friends and, like, my, my group of people and my team. Mm-hmm. Like, just being, like, relatable. And, like, of course, you know, because I do work – in the in like downtown in the club and I've worked there for like what before before I had my daughter and after I had my daughter just in the club scene just really like you know really putting yourself out there and like socializing with the right people and like you know getting to know DJs or getting to know other engineers like Mm -hmm. it's really just word of mouth and like having that confidence and putting yourself out there and be like hey I'm an artist I make music you know Mm -hmm. like 
something like you know you just gotta you just really gotta like i guess showcase that confidence but still like don't be afraid to be yourself in front of other people Mm -hmm. you know because i feel like first impression is everything like i've had people reach out to me from like new york or like detroit and Mm. like you know they're they're just regular people yeah they're regular people like everyone else and like you know if you if you socialize and connect with them and respond to their dms or their comments like that keeps them you know interested Mm -hmm. keeps them there yeah, I do feel like, especially in America, they're always down to support someone on the come up. Like they're yeah. like they look forward to like seeing the journey. Whereas here, it's like we look for the result of like you're mm. already kind of up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was gonna ask this because you mentioned putting yourself out there, and yeah, I'm not sure if this is true, but you do strike me as like some of an introverted person. Were you always? That person who like wanted the spotlight, the stage light, like did that come, did that come <laughs> no. later in life? Like how did that even emerge? Because now you fully put yourself out there. Like I see on IG, you know, like you're vulnerable with your fans. You're like you're talking to them, and at the same time, you when when you're performing and you're dancing is very free and fluid. You're not like restricting yourself. So like, how did that desire for the spotlight even come about? Honestly, I used to hate being on the spot. Like my parents mm. obviously knew I had the talent from when I was young. They used to mm. force me to sing karaoke, but like they used to like literally bribe me with money because I'd be like, no, I don't want to. Like I was actually a really shy kid. Like I was very quiet. It's hard mm. to believe now, but like. But you were good. Like everyone was like, oh, like she's like good. Like, like my family knew that I sang and danced, but like I hate even family parties. Like I hated being put on the spot. Mm. But honestly, it was more of just me being insecure, to be honest. I used to be such an insecure person, like, Mm. in high school. Like, people knew that I sang, but, like, I was terrified. Like, I remember Mm. my my vocal teacher in high school, she used to, like, give me solos in the church. Um, The church choirs, like, whenever you go to church, like, once a month in high school. Yo, and she gave me this. I was like, oh, my God. I was so scared. I was like, oh, my God, I hope nobody looks my way. Like, Mm -hmm. I used to be so freaking scared being put on the spot, even, like, in preparation, like, ahead of time. Like, I knew I was going to sing that solo, like, what, three days? And, like, that three days, I was, like, having a panic attack. But I'm like, I can't back out now. Like, Mm -hmm. Miss David wants me to sing it. But, like, I used to actually be scared, like, scared. Like, I even remember my first um, video shoot when I did Know Your Type. Mm-hmm. Like I was actually very nervous. Like that was the first time, you know. You have that same feeling, that same like. Like. Do you ever feel like that before you go on stage, or do you feel like you're desensitized now because like now you're comfortable on stage because no, you were I'm those, like, truthfully, I'm like, always nervous. Like mm-hmm. I, I think I'll always have that little nervousness before I perform or do a video shoot. Nervousness of what though? Is it kind of like anticipation, anxiety? Like yo, let's do this, or is it like yeah. fear? Is it like? Because, you know, like, I think even, like, a lot of UFC fighters, before they go in the ring, they feel that fear, even though, like, they got to come off as confident. Yeah. It's like there is that sense of acknowledging something could happen right now. I'm putting myself, like, in a vulnerable Mm -hmm. position. I think when it comes to performing because it's live, that's where my anxiety comes from because, Mm. you know, you rehearse over and over and over. But it's just like, like and that one moment, I'm like, this one moment, you better not mess it up. Like, everyone's watching. Like, (laughs) Or even just like, you know, it's hard. Like, I think people don't understand too. Like when you dance and you perform, like you have to remember the choreography and then you also got to remember your lyrics 
and, a lot, bro. and move at the same there. time. Like it's, it's not easy. And I actually, the last performance that I had, um, I actually was, I, I lost my voice the week before. Mm-hmm. So like I had a really, really bad cough and like my throat was killing me. And I'm just like, oh my God, what if my, what if I like throw the note off or like, you know, like, mm-hmm. but you know, at the end of the day, you just got to work with what you got and improvise sometimes and kind of work around the situation. But I've always, truthfully, I've always been nervous. I just think I got better at it because I built my confidence into performing. But mm-hmm. like, truthfully, it's, it was not a natural thing. I'm not going <laughs> to well, yo, People are like, you're hours. a natural. How do you do it? And I'm like, I don't even know. Sometimes I just be praying, hope I don't fuck it up. Like, uh, yeah. you know, like it's, <laughs> I literally have to pray. I don't know. We'll see. We'll no, see how every I time I perform or do a video shoot, I always do a group prayer with everybody. And I'm like, That's all dope. right, God's here. Are we here. <laughs> We're going to yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. I have to do, but sometimes I take a shot before, depending on how high my anxiety is. <laughs> But like, no, nah, I can't. Shot of what? What is what is like a shot? What kind of alcohol will calm you in that situation or kind of get you in a zone? Like tequila. tequila. Okay, only tequila. tequila. Anything else will spark my anxiety. You know, maybe it's like your Mexican roots, just like. <sighs> I guess so, man. I don't know. I always say like people look at me like, "How do you drink?" I'm like, it's like 85 percent of my body at this point. I don't even know. <laughs> Like, I just, I can do that. I can't smoke before I perform, though. That's another thing, too. Like, with my nervousness, I cannot, I have to be, for the most part, sober when I perform or, like, do a video shoot. I don't, I don't want to smoke or, like, drink heavy like that. You want to be on point, and then afterwards, you celebrate. No, but a lot of people actually. They need it. They they need need it, it. or they turn out. I can't do that. I'm the opposite. I, I don't know. I feel like. Obviously, like a man like Snoop Dogg, like he's always gonna be balling up throughout the day. So yeah, it's like, I know. Normal, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. when people, it's like, yo, right before the show, we need to pre and do this. I don't know. Personally, I can't do that. I feel like you shouldn't rely on it. But if whatever you need to do to get in your zone, and if it works, it works. Then I'm, I'm pretty sure most big artists probably like have a drink or like. At yeah. this point, they're already loved, so it's like they have nothing to prove. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, so yo, I know you model, you know what I'm saying? I seen that little discount, you know, I seen something, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't know what it was, but I seen the code and I consider you an influencer to an extent, but what is your ultimate goal? Like what would a successful, happy career lifestyle look like for you? Is music, is, is music and being a singer, like a pathway or a medium to get to a certain goal? Or is that the goal in itself to just have like this career? That's the goal for sure. Music is the goal, but definitely, you know, I like I've before I took music seriously, like I was an entrepreneur, I had my own business. So it's like I've always had that like passion to be an entrepreneur and like mm. go outside of the box out of music if, when I do get big with music. Like I want to be able to, you know, start up my own um, business again, whether it's the same one or something new. I'm even working on something on the side too, like my own line, but it's going to take some time because I'm still focusing on music. But I've always, I've always had those like ambition and goals to do more than one thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because I just, I'm a good at multitasking, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, like I've always genuinely loved partnerships with other businesses. And, you know, like, like I said, like online is basically your resume nowadays, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, that's where the bag is. Online money is where the bag is. And it's just like, I've worked two, three jobs my whole life. I ain't trying to do that mm-hmm. unless it's what I love, mm-hmm. you know? Like I, I have to, cause I have no choice right now. Yeah. But yeah. when I do have a choice, it's like, I would still take on, 
you know, a business and Your partnerships projects, and like, music. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's genuinely what I love doing. So yes. I don't I don't see it as a job. Mm-hmm. But definitely for sure I wanna be able to have different doors and opportunities open because of music, you know, like I love that I get to do photo shoots and support local businesses and I get to, you know, support their product or their, their mm. fashion line and, you know, get those discounts codes to help people out yeah. save money. Cause I love saving money too, Ooh. but you know, it's, it's, I love it. Cause I know how hard it is too. like, I have a super high respect for people who run their own business and mm. are, building something from the ground up because I've been there and I was that person before, you know? So like, I totally get and respect the grind. Like there's so many amazing entrepreneurs out in Toronto that, you know, I, I want to be able to, to make it up so that I can put those people on too. Like mm. when it comes to even just rocking their fashion eventually and like music videos. Of course, man, what are you talking about? I'm just saying. <laughs> also like when you hear that song, I'm a boss ass bitch. Like, are you just like, yeah, you like, you know, track. I think, too, it's just, like, I want to be able to inspire women and make sure, especially moms, like, moms who are, are kind of put in a box and told, like, you kind of have to settle for your life because you have kids. Like, I'm like, no. Like, mm-hmm. if no you want to, you know, rock a certain label or clothes or do something out of the box, like, I want to, you know, show women that you can do that. Like, you shouldn't limit yourself to just one thing. We're definitely going to touch more on that. I'm going to take a quick break, you know what I'm saying? And we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Pearl Sound. Joined with Mother Cass once again. And, uh, yo, there's a couple things I wanted to talk to you about. And this is more on, like, the health and wellness side. First of all, like, I know you're into fitness and stuff. But, one, what is the key to, like, bouncing back from like the baby bod and how did you do that because like it does not even look like you had to use like. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh my God. i definitely look like i had kids after i had kids though that was that was a rough time Were you like, chunky? i can't even imagine you chunky. i gained like 50 pounds like 50 to 60 pounds from my pregnancies like Jeez. i could not fit in anything like i got i just went to orifice road and bought like a bunch of like large sweatpants because nothing fit me like were you thick as though was it like in the right spots were you like oh i can kind of deal with this or was it like yeah i was definitely thick in the right spots but i'm like i'm not used to this weight like i i was always like i was thick in high school but then you know i got healthy and like was you know uh, a lot of people don't know but i went to school for holistic nutrition and personal mm. fitness training so I did not know that. yeah so i you know i've always i've been on the health and wellness journey for a long time but you know i've experienced being overweight and unhealthy and then you know when i had my kids it's not that i was unhealthy it's just the baby weight like carrying my kids and like you know it was hard. Like I, I really had to discipline myself and a lot of moms actually, you know, have reached out to me in terms of postpartum and like how to bounce back. And people think that I bounced back like that. Like it was, it was definitely a tough journey. And like, it's one thing when you have one kid, but when you have another kid after and they're two years apart, like that makes it harder to bounce back because, mm-hmm. you know, you're tired, you're 
you're you're just tires and understatement. Hold up, I meant exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. You're not Can't sleeping, yeah. and it's hard to you know keep a routine. Like I'm a very routined person, and I mm-hmm. think having that discipline of routine is what really helped me bounce back and just mm-hmm. really changing my lifestyle. Like I had to remind myself to be consistent even though I'm tired like make time even if it's like 20 15 minutes of like starting off as just going on a walk outside and then slowly building that routine back is like the main thing because of course your main focus is taking care of the baby Mm. but you know I honestly didn't bounce back and get into a, a solid routine when it came to fitness and you know um like I've always eaten healthy Mm-hmm. I think that too, of course, is like that's like people are really fans of like diets and stuff. Me, I've more just gravitated towards like a healthy lifestyle in general. Just, you know, mm-hmm. basic things will make a huge difference, like reading ingredients yeah, and, you know, like principles, not rules. Like, yeah, you know. exactly. Cause like I personally, me, I've never went on diets and I've never done fasting. Not that there isn't benefits to it. Like mm-hmm. it's different for everybody. Like, mm-hmm. but for me, like having kids, I was like, I ain't got time for that. Like, (laughs) so it was more just being disciplined, like, you know, not buying junk food in the house or doing takeout, like, you know, doing meal preps or just, you know, sticking to healthy food combining, like stuff like that is Mm. like, just like the basic stuff to kind of get the ball rolling and then eventually be consistent to routine of like working out again. And, you know, like I, I used to work out twice every day before I had kids like twice a day day, like I'd wake up at five in the morning go on a run and then work out and then get ready for work and then go to work at like 8 30 and then Kobe Bryant and then I would come home from work and then I would do it again like I would go out for a run after work this is when I used to work a corporate job and yeah I would come home from the office go on a run do my same you know routine my workout two runs a day and two workouts a day yeah. Whoa. Bro, and that then, is like hella impressive. How how were your like were you eating a lot of calories or were you like under eating? Like cuz you must have needed a lot for like that fuel. Truthfully, I never calorie counted. I just more stuck to like whole f- organic food. Like I would just I would literally just What's listen your to my body. Meal? Like you know how like bros have like rice, chicken and broccoli? Like what is <laughs> what is mother Cass's like bro meal? Like what is one meal that like for any stage of fitness like you could eat this all the time truthfully i love making like sandwiches like avocado toast like that is the easiest thing ever like i'm more into i respect it yeah but if i'm talking like an actual like dinner meal i think my go-to would probably be probably pasta just straight like, up like spaghetti meatballs or like ground beef like or just no meat just pasta like what do we what do we do um with? for the most part i only eat chicken here and there, I'll eat beef. I don't really eat red meat like that. Like, sometimes I will, but not really. I've been really. hearing more bad stuff about red meat. I personally love steak. So, like, I don't know. I'm thrown off, but. I love, like, seafood or chicken. Like, that's, like, my mm. go-to. Like, salmon mm. or shrimp. Like, I love seafood. I'll eat any type of seafood all mm. day, every day. Mm. But, yeah, I would definitely say pasta is, like, my go-to. Like, my like my favorite one that I always make, my homemade um, Alfredo pasta. 
I'll make Man, it. every girl from Toronto knows how to make Alfredo pasta. Like, I feel no, like that's, like, that's a, like, oh, my Alfredo pasta is so good. Mine's like, the authentic. This Alfredo. ain't the buy it classical. Okay. <laughs> I don't do that. I do the fresh ingredients. Everything <laughs> buy it classical, bro. And then they just use that sauce and then they no. make the chicken and that's it. Bro. There's only one pasta sauce that I buy and it's simply um simply organics brand and that's like a quick whip up for my kids if i'm like in a rush but i like making everything from scratch like okay, all my so sauces real alfredo like yeah real alfredo like yeah. use like the half and half cream and then the butter I the browning it. the butter well because i work in the in the restaurant industry too so like you know i've i've just always loved food and like because i went to holistic nutrition school like yeah. i try to fray away from buying like pre-made stuff mm-hmm. like i read the back of that shit and i'm like yeah no i can't do this i would just make it what, from scratch what kind of pasta like what's your favorite type of pasta to use like for alfredo like do you just use it fettuccine like fettuccine okay okay fettuccine yeah. solid stuff like if not i use penne i like penne too I don't, I feel like I don't like, I don't like how the fork feels on penne, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like you don't get that much grip, I don't know, I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, I love, I, pasta is like my go-to, and like, I use whole grain pasta for the gluten, most, and gluten-free. Like, oh, gluten-free, yeah. I do gluten-free pasta too, yeah. that's a big difference. I'm very like, big on gluten-free, and like, local organic like i think that's just like people honestly ask me how i bounce back like i just stick to eating clean like Mm -hmm. to be honest like right now because you know i'm doing music and like having my kids and this whole pandemic you can't even go to a gym in peace like Mm -hmm. can't even use my condo amenities like Mm -hmm. it's literally like eating clean is what's been keeping me on the surface and keeping my bounce back the same like it's literally eating clean and just having that discipline like People think there's like this huge secret to it and that I like work out every single day. I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't working out every day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not working first. out every day. It's great to work out twice a day, bro. So twice like, a day. Like, you out. know, and then, you know, before the pandemic, I was still working out consistently. Shout mm-hmm. out to my trainer, Body by Q. Body by Q, you know She, you know, Queenie whooped my butt and, you know, and in her boot camp prior to COVID. But, you know, I always try to, like, join those things and at least do something active. On top of that, I love sports. So, like, I will force my daughter to go and play sports with me outside. Like, I have all the balls, the soccer balls, basketballs. Like, I love playing ball. So, it's, like, you know, like, simple things like that. Like, just getting cardio in and, like, running ball for, like, 30 minutes. Like, Mm -hmm. just a huge difference. Like, just being active. Like, you just gotta, gotta be outside. Be outside. Be outside. Catch me outside. Catch me outside. That's a mother cast lyric as well. You know what I'm saying? But I like that even as someone who's accredited as like someone in fitness and training, like you will still go to someone else's training class. I think that's Yeah, for sure. Like as much I know I can do it myself and I've always done it independently on my own. I feel like, you know, as a mom, it's like I found it so much harder after like I have to have some sort of guidance there to keep me pushing, you know? Do you ever, like, write, like, hit programs? Like, can you ever just, like, be like, yeah, you know, today I'm going to do five sets of this. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, can you ever, like, formulate it? Yeah. Because you have that knowledge? That's mm-hmm. sick. You yeah. Make, like, a couple I've, I've done that before. <laughs> yeah, for myself. Up. For myself, I've done it. And when I was um, planning to be a fitness trainer before I took music seriously, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like starting off my journey where I was training women and, you know, started off with my close group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I was I was really like actually wanted to do holistic nutrition and personal fitness training. But then 
you know, like I said, when the pandemic hit, I kind of did an ultimatum where it's like, do I want to keep running my business and doing, you know, Mava Nutrition, which was my business before. Yeah, you had like Mava Fit, wasn't it? Like Fit Cast, like I don't know. It was a fitness and, but the main the thing IG. about it was um, my my homemade baked goods, my allergy-free organic baked goods. That was like what I was mainly pushing and my, oh, okay. my recipe. So I did have my website with my recipes on there. And then eventually I wanted to get into the training thing when I got my certification and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, I was just like, I, I love it. I love health and wellness. Like that's always going to be a part of my life. And I always love advising people because like I have that knowledge. I still, you know, have my textbooks at home from school. Mm. I have, I literally have everything still, you know, I, I always stay up to date. I follow those things on Instagram. So, mm. you know, I've, it's, I, I just that, consider though. it my lifestyle more yes. than my job. Yeah, I feel that. And I feel like as much as it is good to have like a career in something you love, it's good to have stuff that you love that doesn't have to be career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yo, I want to go, I don't know, play ping pong. Like, I don't want to have to like train to be a ping pong player all the time. Yeah, like, like have to teach more of like, like a hobby. Yeah, towards like something like, I can yeah. just enjoy for itself. Like, know? I'm always down to play sports anytime. Like, you know, it's just like, I just don't catch me on the days where I have my ratchet nails on because then I can't play. But... <laughs> Any sport? Like, okay, so you're saying ball is, ball is one of your sports. Volleyball too? Yeah, volleyball. Okay, those are the two main odds. And then you do what, cross country? Like, <laughs> I haven't ran in a long time. Like, I used to run long distance before I had kids. No. You, you do, like, gymnastics, especially because, like, you dance and stuff. Like, <laughs> I, Yo, my daughter always tries to challenge me because she's, like, a rubber band. Like, she's so flexible. flexible like she's, that, like, self-taught gymnast. Like, it's crazy. She can flip, do all these crazy acrobatics. crazy athletics. But... No, like, I I don't know. I just always loved sports and, like, being active. Like, that's always been a part of me. So, like, it's not going to change. It's just not as much as it used to be. That's for sure. Okay, okay, okay. Yo, so I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. Um, who are your favorite artists to work with in the city besides me? Besides you. Yeah. All right. For sure. Um well, shout out Bugs. That's my dog. Far and a wave all the way. Wave, you know? That's my homie. You they know, we guys. have some stuff in the works, but you know, our schedules never align. But of course, I want to do a track with Bugs. That's my align. dog. They will align, inshallah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, well, you know, I support his music videos. I always pull up to his stuff, even if I'm behind the scenes. You know, like that's one go getter that I definitely want to make a banger with. Um, who else would I say? Of course, no given Drake. Like, who wouldn't want to make a track with mm -hmm. the sixth god? Jeez. You know? Mother Cass and Drake, it was not crazy. Whoa. But, um... Mother, Mother Cass and Champagne Poppy? Like, there's Champagne. already that... There's already that similarity <laughs> right there. You know you what I'm know? saying? Um, who else would I do a track with in Toronto? Like, definitely, I would... I would say Smiley, the trendiness, just the fun okay, flow, okay, like... Okay. You know, he's he's overall a cool person, too. So, like, I would definitely do something with him. Like, he's just, like, a Yo, fun vibe. I can, make, I can see you making a song. Wait, who's that Latina Toronto girl? And it's, like, your fave Latina. What's her name? She's, like, Argentinian. She's from Toronto. and like Mala? She, I don't know her name still. Like, That's she, my girl, Mala, if you're talking about Mala. She's half Argentine and half Filipina. I don't know. Mala like Six. Eyes? Oh, I don't know who that no, is. okay. I guess whatever. To be honest, I don't. Like, I know of female artists in Toronto, but, you know, for the most part, I'm in my own lane. Not that I wouldn't Jeez. work with... 
Not that I wouldn't work with well, them. For the most part, I'm in my own lane. Like, you know, of course we know <laughs> of each other. Like, Toronto's small at the end of the day. Everybody knows everyone somehow. But mm-hmm. I would never shoot down the opportunity to work with a female yeah, artist. You know, like, girl lane. power, female empowerment all the way. But definitely, nah, it's... Kind of I feel like Toronto has become very, like, competitive and, like, oversaturated where people don't really work with people like that, you know? But, like, mm. there is a handful of artists out there that I would definitely love to work with. Like, even songwriters out of Toronto, there's so many talented writers that are, like, on their grind and don't get enough credit. Like, of course, I would love to work with those people, you know? I appreciate like, that. Like, you're, that's very nice of you to say about me. <laughs> of course, you. What are you Great talking writers. about? writers. Chill, like there's chill. so Don't much talent in the six. There's so much talent and like, you know, RIP to the people that passed away and, you know, weren't able to make it as far. But, you know, there's a lot of those artists too that I would have loved to work with if they were still here. Like for sure, Bully I would love to work with, you know, he repping Malvern. Like he's one of my favorite male artists that I still bump, even though he's not here. Like there's so many talented male and female artists in Toronto and like I think we need to start coming together more you know and like you know of course everyone wants to make it out and be in their own lane but you know you got to give credit where it's due there's a lot of artists that do more than just make music like people don't know there's artists out here that like direct and like songwrite and are also dancers on top of that like you know I would love to work with so many people in the six, but you know, right now I think focusing on my career, if people reach out, of course I'd be down to work, but you know, I've been networking out of Toronto and I think that has been like benefiting me more. Okay. Okay. So I got a little rapid fire round. I don't know how to say rapid fire in Spanish, but <laughs> fuego rapido, you know what I'm saying? Fuego rapido. So I'm going to just give you options. Just shoot me the first answer that comes to your head. Drake or Kanye? It, Drake. Blunt or spliff? Blunt. The most compatible astrology sign you get along with? <laughs> Aquarius, because it's me. <laughs> Least compatible astrology sign you get along with? That's funny. It's supposed to be Cancer. But I would honestly probably say Capricorn I don't get along with. Say where? Yeah. Okay. Ideal age difference, older or younger? Older. But like, what's the number? Like, what? Like... I, was, I thought you were going to be like, you know, two years younger or like five years old. Like, what's like that gap? Honestly, if we're going younger, I wouldn't do two years, like past two years younger than me. If mm. older, the sky's, cap. Sky's the limit? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> the cap would probably be like 40, okay? I wouldn't go older than 40. I'm not going to, but I know a lot of older people, so I'm like mm. kind of used to the... Mm. Being around older people like that. Plus, but. you're mature still. Like, you, I feel like you're mentally, like, like wiser, older than most people. Yeah, a lot age. of people say that. Like, a lot of people in the 30s and 40s that I'm around, they when they first met me, like, they're like, I wouldn't have thought you were your age. I'm like, well, good you to have know, that vibe. Looks. You, you have that vibe where it's like, yo, this girl's seen some things. Like, she, <laughs> I see some shit. She see some shit. She, I've been through she some shit. She ain't brand new. Like, she, you know, a little older. Like, <laughs> not old, though. Okay, uh... Iced or hot coffee? Iced. Sugar or stevia? Sugar, but I don't recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Weights or uh, calisthenics? Ooh, that's hard. I'd probably say weights. Why? Is it because, like, you, there's just, like, I feel like with weights, you have more potential and opportunities. Like, you can kind mm-hmm. of 
track your progress, but I don't know, man. Push-ups, push-ups go hard, too. I do. I like using my own weight, too, but I don't know. It's hard. I fuck. If you have to stick with one, because I feel like, yo, if you get good at Okay, I would say calisthenics, probably. At, yeah, but yeah. when they close the gyms, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know for sure. And I'm the type of person that always, like, improvised before I, like, built my own little home gym back in the day. So, yeah, I definitely say calisthenics over the weights. Okay, favorite food spot in Scarborough? And then oh. Toronto. Ooh, that's hard. That's tough still. I can't even, I don't even know what mine would be. Okay, I would say, okay, for, I would say two for Scarborough. I would say Shawarma Bros. (laughs) Shawarma Bros. I love Shawarma. I just, I love it. It's so great. Extra turnip and everything. Extra Um, turnip? Okay, turnip is six. And I would probably say this um, Thai spot, it's like in Bern, basically. I would say Mr. Burger, but it's not there no more. Loki Tamil Man's make the best Thai food. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That's just a side note. It would be Mr. Burger if it was still there, but it's gone now. That's like, that's the neighborhood joint of Malvern. Like, everybody used to get poutine from Mr. Burger. Mm. I used to walk there. I used to leave school to go there. But it's not there anymore. RIP Mr. Burger. RIP Mr. Burger. <laughs> I didn't know about it like that. <laughs> it's right in Crow Trail. Like, everyone used to go there. Mm. That would be... That would be my spot if it was still here. Okay, okay. Well, yo, what what you got coming up? You know what I'm saying? Like, what in terms of, you know, projects? I know, like, it's kind of a hectic time. We all just trying to survive. And I know, you know, you have a lot of, like, responsibilities, obligations. But from an artistic perspective, from a musical perspective, like, what are you working on? Are you, like, working on a project? Are you, you know, doing bare choreography? Like... You know, this would be a perfect time to announce about my project because it's what? it's Exclusivo. coming exclusive. 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 <laughs> sound. I do have a project coming. Um, oh wow! I don't have an exact date yet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, stuff is still in the works when it comes to clearing stuff. Um, but it's called Prosperity Pathway. Prosperity Pathway. Yep. Okay. What's the what's what's behind the name? So that's actually the street that I grew up and came up in when I was adopted and came to Toronto. Prosperity. The Prosperity Pathway, which is no so way. crazy because like when I was like building the album and, you know, kind of brainstorming everything, I've went through so many different, you know, titles and I'm just like, it's not, I don't know, it's not sticking. And then I, I took a walk in Malvern and I passed by my old block and I was like, prosperity pathway it does have like a sick ring to it like and, and it like and, and it was just like kind of like it hit me because i was like in the element of just like you know i want prosperity and i'm on this journey right now in my life where you know you know it's it's definitely it just ties into the whole story of the whole album mm-hmm. and like you know the way that the soundtrack goes and it's just a very like a very like grounding moment when I realized like prosperity pathway, like I want prosperity and all that, those things in my life. And a pathway is a journey. Like you're on a journey in life all day. And you know, Mm -hmm. I took that walk on prosperity pathway and I was like, this is going to be the title of my album. And then, you know, I showed, I showed my team and they're like, bro, that's a sick title. And then, and then, you know, like the storytelling of all the tracks, you know, just, 
you know, in line of prosperity pathway, it just it all just glues and pieces together so perfectly. Do those lyrics like explore times of your life when you were like in that in those ends, like on prosperity pathway? Like, do your lyrics kind of touch on those parts of your life as well? Yeah, like a kind of like a blast in the past, and then also like yeah, for sure. So like some of the songs were newly written, but then there are stuff like I said that I've had from my past that I've written in journals that I've mm. turned into songs. Um, you know, and, and this is really going to push the, the rapper side to me. Like a lot of people have always, people don't know Mother Cass has bars, bro. Like people, I've witnessed it. <laughs> I've witnessed it. He's witnessed the freestyles. I've witnessed the bars, bro. They're there. They're there. They're honestly there. Yeah. And I think, you know, now is the perfect time to really push that side of my artistry. Like, I feel like, you know, as a female, a lot of people always ask me like, so what are you more like a R&B singer? Or are you a rapper? And I'm just like, oh, why can't I be both? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you know, so this, this project is definitely going to show that side of me more. Like, you know, it's going to start off with rap music and then tie into the R&B and slow down. So, you know, and there, there are going to be features on there. And, you know, it's just really also, you know, tying into my Latina roots, like incorporating Latin sound in there and, mm. you know, just really a bunch of different crazy sounds. Like I just I love all types of music, you know, like I want to eventually incorporate rock and all of those okay. other genres, you know. So I think this project is really going to like get the ball rolling in terms of like how I really want to push myself as an artist and not just stick to being a singer. Mm -hmm. No, and yo, people don't know because yo, I do believe you can do every genre because people don't know Mothercast does not need auto tune, bro. Like <laughs> who is engineered, many people, some people uh, live and die by auto tune. She actually barely needs it, bro. Like, it, it, it's it's really good to it's refreshing to have vocalists who are actually on pitch in key. You know, like yeah. it's crazy to say that now, but you know, with most people, it's like everyone's off key. They want the auto tune to fix it, but I do believe. You can do like you're versatile and skilled enough to do every genre. So it's been a decade journey. It's been like over ten years of like you know having doing music. Like to see put, myself like, ten thousand hours in for sure. Yeah, like to see like how much I progressed. Like me and Dubs have bumped stuff from back in the day that we first recorded. I'm like, look how far we've come. Mm. I used to suck at harmonizing. I used to hate. Like I was so like just insecure about my voice in general in the very beginning years ago, you know? So it's like, you know, I, it's like that anticipation and like that hard work and dedication. And like people don't understand the hours that's put behind the records and like mm. being an artist. Like you really have to work at your craft every single day to perfect it. Like I would not freestyle 10 years ago. I would definitely not be able to like write a song in like 30 minutes the way I can now in a studio session or like do things on the spot, you know? So it's like, it took a long time to get where I'm at now and yeah. get comfortable with my sound and like sit in like the confidence of like who I am as a woman. I think too, it's just finding myself. Like mm. there's so many times where I said I was going to do music in the past and I just was not ready because like I just didn't know who I was, mm -hmm. you know? So now it's go time. Not now we're about to drop this this project soon, and you know I do have a single coming out, City Girls. Ooh, okay. So when, when, when's that coming out? It's coming out soon. It's coming out soon. It's just okay. you know I want to perfect 
everything like you know i don't have management i am literally you are management i bro. am management yeah. <laughs> thanks management contact <laughs> management is me you know me i don't have a manager <laughs> you know i don't i like i do have a marketing team and stuff like that out in la and miami but you know for the most part like it's just taking my time and making sure that everything's like planned ahead Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I used to just throw out singles and stuff like that. But now I just really want to take my time because I want to, you know, do things right before I drop this album. So I do have a single coming out, City Girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's been shot by friends in the East, Dizzy De Niro. We flew out to uh, Vancouver to do the video. Say so there's a video word. for it. Okay. And what? I'm just, it's honestly probably one of my favorite songs I would say that i've written in the past year like okay definitely like a woman empowerment song for sure like this is definitely representing like girls in the east end and in toronto like you know just bigging up all of the 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 entrepreneurs and artists out here who are just like literally busting our asses (laughs) yo real talk honestly first of all thank you for coming you know what i'm saying like I, the reason why I wanted to have you is because honestly, like not even just the music or the dancing, but how you handle yourself, like as a woman, as a mother, even Aww. to me as someone who's like, you know, I'm not even, I don't have no use or nothing, but like I can admire that and I see like how hard you work, how like you're on point and like, you know, no matter what, like you make it happen. And I think a lot of people will gravitate towards that. And it's good that you're being transparent. I'm excited for the single. I'm excited for prosperity pathway you know what i'm saying and you know yes of course and i'm so happy you have me here and you know it's just it's good it's mm-hmm. good to to start like putting myself out there more and not just my music like doing podcasts and interviews like i'm a social butterfly yeah so i love doing these things and i need to get used to it because i used to be like the most shy person which makes no sense to me now because i'm like i can't shut the hell up sometimes yeah. and i'm we gotta I get know. that i told i told mother cast like you need a podcast the mother cast you know what i'm the saying mother cast. i feel like people do need to see more of your personality i think you're low-key mad funny and like, <laughs> I, think, I think people will like it'll draw people towards the music too I'm you crying. know what i'm saying uh, but I appreciate you. Speaking of social butterfly, shout out your socials. Where can people find you? Yes. So Instagram and Facebook is at MovaCast, M-U-V-A-C-A-S-S. Also on all streaming platforms, MovaCast. Okay. And thank you for tuning to the Burl Sound back 2021. Last and first episode of 2021. We're going to have so much more 2022. Stay tuned. Hit up Burl Sound TV uh, if you want any sponsorships or any collaborations, you know what I'm saying? And enjoy yourself. Take care. Yes. Yo, Zach.